lesson tonight by asking you a simple question, and that is, is there a difference in, in being a faithful, genuine Christian and just simply wearing the name? You know, the name Christian is certainly a scriptural name. We find that name on the pages of God's inspired word. In fact, we find the name Christian in three different places. In Acts 11 and verse 26, the disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. In Acts 26 and verse 28, Agrippa said to Paul, almost you persuade even me to be a Christian. Peter said in 1 Peter 4 and verse 16, if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. Now, of course, we know that many people today in the denominational world likewise wear the name Christian. In fact, everyone who is in Christendom today, and I use that term very widely and broadly, if they claim to believe in Jesus Christ, no matter what they practice religiously, they would call their name Christian. Now, they might call themselves by another name, but they would call themselves a Christian. But our lesson tonight is not intended for those who are outside the body of Christ. Rather, it is intended for those who are non-denominational Christians. By that, I mean those who are members of the church that we read about on the pages of God's word. I think all of us understand that the name Christian is the right name we ought to wear. And yet I really wonder sometimes if we realize the full significance of the term Christian, if we really understand what's all involved in being a faithful child of God. All of us wear the name, but could it be sometimes that we may wear that name in the wrong way? Could it be sometimes that maybe we wear that name Christian in a way that might bring shame and reproach upon the name of Jesus Christ rather than in a way that might bring glory and honor to his name. And so the question that I want to use tonight to challenge our thinking is this, are you a true Christian or are you just wearing the name? You know, there's a lot of difference between a person being an actual, sincere, dedicated child of God and a person just wearing the name of Christ and calling himself a Christian. You see, a genuine Christian is more than just a baptized person, more than just a church member or a weekly worshiper. I suggest to you tonight there are many of these but much fewer genuine Christians. First of all tonight, what does it mean to wear the name Christian? What is the meaning of the word Christian itself? You know, there's great honor attached to wearing the name Christian. You know, when you think about it tonight, there is honor or dishonor connected to almost every name. In the Bible, a name of honor would be Samaritan, or perhaps 
Uh, that would be a name of dishonor. Another name of dishonor would be Nazarene. Remember the question that was asked, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Another name of dishonor in the Bible would be Jezebel. I don't see too many parents naming their kids today Jezebel. Come on, Jezebel, it's time to come in and eat lunch. Or what about the name Judas Iscariot? That's certainly a name that we associate with dishonor. On the other hand, in the Bible, a name of honor would be Moses or Abraham, Isaiah. You think about Ruth or you think about Queen Esther. And of course, today, there are names of honor and dishonor as well. When you think about the name Benedict Arnold, you immediately think about somebody who is a traitor. Or when you think about the name Osama bin Laden, even though that attack on America happened some 17 or so years ago, that's still a name that we associate with violence and terrorism and murder. On the other hand, when we think of Abraham Lincoln, when we think about the name Martin Luther King, or when we think about the name George Washington or the term father or the term mother, these are names that I believe cause us to have great respect and we have honor for those particular names. But I want to suggest to you tonight that the name Christian is the greatest name that anybody could ever wear. There's no way to actually describe the greatness and the privilege of wearing the name Christian. In Acts 4 and verse 12, the Bible says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there's none other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. You see, the name Christian, the name of Christ is the only name that can bring salvation. That's why Paul said in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 10 that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven, of things in earth, and things under the earth. And folks, all this takes place because of the wonderful name of Jesus, because there's no other name that has the honor and the respect and the authority that the name of the Son of God has. We sing that beautiful song sometime, Precious Name, Oh How Sweet. You know, as we think about wearing the name Christian, I want to suggest to you that those early Christians, those Christians that we read about in the New Testament, they were happy to wear that name. They were honored to wear that name. They considered it a wonderful privilege. You know, Peter said in 1 Peter 4 and 16, if any man suffer as a Christian, and yet those early Christians did glorify. They magnified the name of God by wearing the name Jesus Christ. They wore the name Christian, even though it meant persecutions and trials and tribulations. Those early Christians considered it a joy and a privilege to suffer for the name 
that they wore. You know, as we think about wearing the name Christian, I want to suggest to you that there are great rewards involved in wearing that name. First of all, you might consider some of the material and physical blessings. These are not the things that we really want to emphasize, but the Bible does say, Jesus speaking in Matthew 6 and 33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. God is going to take care of us. God is going to provide for us. If we are a Christian and wearing the name Christian not only involves those material and physical blessings, but far more importantly are those spiritual blessings that we enjoy in Christ Jesus. For example, in Ephesians 1 in verse 7, the Bible says in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Or you think about what Paul said in Philippians 4 and verse 6, be careful, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. You know, I can't think of a greater blessing than for you or me as a Christian to be able to call upon God, the creator, the sustainer of all things, to be able to call upon him anytime as our father and to petition him for help. As Melvin talked about this morning, to ask for wisdom, to be able to have the strength to deal with temptations and difficult decisions. You know, what a blessing it is to be able to call upon God as our father. In 2 Timothy 2 and verse 10, we find that salvation is in Christ. And so all these spiritual blessings are thus found in Christ. And folks, that's a part of the wonderful reward of wearing the name Christian. You know, wearing the name Christian and being a Christian involves the blessings of heaven. The blessing of one day being with God forever and forever. You know, Jesus said in John 8 and verse 24 that those that don't believe on him, those are going to be lost. And yet in contrast, Jesus said in John 14 and verse 2, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go and prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you into myself that where I am, there you may be also. Think about it. Heaven is a prepared place for a prepared people. And then let me suggest to you that as we think about wearing the name Christian, there are great responsibilities that come as a result of wearing that name. You see, it's not enough for a person to say, yes, I'm a child of God, I'm a Christian. There are responsibilities that come in wearing that name. You might think about it this way tonight. When we've been privileged to wear a name of honor, 
When we've been privileged to wear a name that brings great blessings, it ought to be obvious that there are tremendous responsibilities involved in wearing that name. For example, think about wearing the name American. When you claim to wear the name American, that involves responsibilities. For us to be called an American, that means that, you know, we would respect our Constitution. It means that we would believe in democracy. It means that we should be patriotic. It means that we ought to exhibit those good and positive traits of citizenship. That's what's involved in wearing the name American. But when you start thinking about wearing the name Christian, there are far, far greater responsibilities connected with wearing that name. That just simply means that a disciple, as a disciple of Jesus Christ, I'm always going to be willing to learn. As a follower of Jesus Christ, I'm always going to be willing to imitate him. As a child of God, I'm always going to be obedient and submissive to my Father. As a servant of God, I'll always be true and loyal to him. All these things are involved in wearing the name Christian. We will do what God says. We will follow the dictates of his word. We will endeavor to submit our will to his will. You know, the name of Christian implies a life of obligation, a life of duty. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments for this is the whole of man. You see, we in the Lord's church have obligations because we wear the name Christian. Now, we've talked about thus far the meaning of wearing that name. We've emphasized some of the implications that are involved when we wear that name. In the second place, though, I want to suggest to you that there's a real difference in actually being a Christian and just simply wearing the name. You know, the term Christian actually means a follower of Jesus Christ. Now, there are those that are faithful followers of Christ, and there are those that are lukewarm followers of Christ. There are those that are unfaithful followers of Christ. Yet, technically, if one is a member of the Lord's church, if one has been baptized into Jesus Christ, that person would still be considered a Christian, though he might be called an erring Christian, though he might still be lost and condemned. And so you see, the word Christian really involves being a follower of Christ, whether one is faithful or unfaithful. But in the very strictest sense of the word, the term Christian means a faithful child of God who's endeavoring with all of his being to live according to the New Testament. Now, the Bible does speak of different kinds of followers of the Lord, different kinds of Christians, if you please. In Romans 15 and verse 1, we read about strong Christians 
and we read about those that are weak. In 1 Corinthians 3 and verse 1, we observe that there are spiritually minded Christians, and then there are those who are carnal in their nature. In Revelation 3 and verse 15, there are those Christians that are hot, and there are those Christians that are cold. In Ephesians 4 and verse 14, we read about those that are stable and then those that are unstable, those that are tossed about by every wind of doctrine. And yet, when you think about it, those who are stable, those who are hot, those who are strong and active, they wear the name Christian well. On the other hand, those that are weak, those that are cold, those that are lukewarm and carnally minded, they wear the name Christian in a way that brings shame upon the name of Jesus Christ. The first group wears the name Christian in a way that brings glory to the cause of Christ, while that second group wears the name in a way that brings reproach. The first group are those that are truly and genuinely converted to Jesus Christ, while those in the second group, we might say, are half or unconverted. The first group of Christians are those that are going to heaven, while the second group, the Bible says, are those that are going to be lost. You see, a person can be a follower of Jesus Christ in the technical sense and yet still be lost and condemned eternally. Now let's ask this question now. How can I determine whether or not I am a Christian or just simply wearing the name? How can I determine tonight if I am a follower of Jesus Christ in a faithful way or if I'm just wearing the name? Well, you might ask yourself to begin with, you know, why did I become a Christian? Did I choose to become a Christian just to please my parents or just to please my spouse? Or did I become a Christian to please somebody else? Or did I become a Christian out of true conviction? Because I realized that Jesus Christ loved me and gave himself for me. And I recognized that I was lost and without hope, without Jesus Christ. Did I become a Christian out of real conviction or did I do it out of convenience? If you became a Christian just to please somebody else, really all you're doing is wearing the name. Are you using your talents? Are you using your energies and <clears throat> your abilities to build up the Lord's cause? Are you using your time and your energy to build up the Lord's kingdom? If you are, then you're a Christian. Because you see, a true Christian will use his time, his talents, his energies to build up the Lord's cause because he's giving of himself. On the other hand, if you're one that seems to use your time, your talents, your energies in a selfish way and not for the Lord, then you may just be wearing the name. 
Now, you may have been baptized into Christ. You may be a Christian in the technical sense. But unless you're really giving of yourself to build up the Lord's cause, the Lord's kingdom, then really you're just wearing the name. You see, there's a a great difference between being a faithful Christian and then just wearing the name. Let me ask you this. Have you separated yourself from the world when it comes to your recreation? Have you separated yourself from the world when it comes to how you behave? When it comes to the kind of language that you use, you know, the weather's warming up. Uh, Do people see a difference in regard to how we dress? You see, if people can see a difference in how we live, if there is a marked distinction between us and those out in the world, then we are a faithful follower of Jesus Christ. Because Jesus said we're in the world, and yet we're not of the world. And I know in our particular culture, in our society, it's always been this way, but I think it's especially true in our day and time. I think our young people have a real difficult time with the pull of the world. You know, the desire to belong, the desire to be accepted, the desire to just want to be a part. We sometimes refer it as peer pressure. That desire sometimes can be so strong and so intense that It will even challenge that individual with the strongest conviction. And it takes a lot of stamina, especially for our young people to be the kind of individual they ought to be that would make a difference round about them. To be that person that distinguishes himself or herself from the world. On the other hand, if there's no difference in the way that you act, if you talk like those around you talk, you act like they act and do what they do and conduct yourself as the world does, and there's really no line of demarcation at all between you and the world, then perhaps you're just wearing the name. You know, think about the Lord's church today. Do you really love the Lord's church? Are you really striving to put the Lord's church first in your life? Are you the kind of person today that really with all your heart loves the Lord and loves the church for which Jesus died and you would not for anything allow something to come between you and God? You know, if we love the church, we ought to put it first in our lives. And if we do, we are a Christian because Jesus loved the church so much that he gave himself for it. On the other hand, just suppose maybe we choose not to come to Bible class on Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. Oh, we're always here at 10, but, you know, we could be here and should be here at 9, but we just choose not to come. And 
Here we are on Sunday night, and we've got a good number present tonight. But again, there are those that could be here and should be here, but they simply choose not to come. And I'm not talking about those that physically cannot be here. I'm not talking about those that are dealing with various kinds of health issues. For a lot of folks, it takes a tremendous amount of effort just to get here one time, much less more. I'm not talking about those kinds of individuals. I'm talking about those that could be here and should be here if they would just put forth the effort. We need to realize there's a lot more involved in being a Christian than just wearing the name. How many of us would have to admit that perhaps we could not be really classified as a genuine Christian, but perhaps just wearing the name? Let me ask you this tonight. Do you appreciate it when the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ is plainly preached? You know, I had much rather preach the truth, though it may temporarily sting, but ultimately lead to hope and salvation, than to preach a lie that might make people feel good, that might not offend anybody, but ultimately lead one to be lost and to be condemned eternally. How do we feel when the gospel is preached at its purity and its simplicity and love? How do we feel when the gospel is preached in a way that distinguishes what New Testament Christianity is all about, that preaches about the distinctive nature of the church and of New Testament Christianity? Do we kind of quiver sometimes? Does it kind of make us feel uncomfortable? when maybe we talk about our distinctive plea to do what God says only in the way that God says to do it. You know, many times we've allowed our politically correct culture, our mentality today that is so abundant of relativism, you know, what's right and what's wrong strictly depends upon the individual. We allow those things to influence us. But if we appreciate firm, positive preaching, the kind of preaching that would point to Christ and yet would also point out sin and error in the lives of individuals, then we are faithful Christians. But if we kind of resent that kind of preaching, if we really don't appreciate when the truth is taught. I wonder sometimes if we're not wearing the name. Because you know the Bible even says about our Lord in John 6 and verse 66 that from that time many of his disciples went back and they no longer walked with him. Why? Because Jesus had taught some things that were very hard and very strong. And those followers said, Master, who can hear it? Let me ask you tonight, are you really growing in the Christian graces? Are you growing in grace and 
in knowledge, 2 Peter 3 and verse 19? Are you the kind of person that, you know, maybe you assemble every time the doors of the church building are open, but you really make no effort on your own to grow and to study and to become more in the likeness of Jesus Christ. Let me suggest to you tonight that you may be just wearing the name if you're not striving to grow. Or you look round about you tonight, you think about all the people around us that are lost. All the people, just to say it plainly and frankly, that are going to hell. These are people that we claim to call our friends, our neighbors, our co-workers. And folks, these people are lost. They are without hope in this world. Are we trying to reach those who have no hope? What about those that have become unfaithful? What about those that ought to be sitting in these pews where we are tonight, but for whatever reason, they've been overcome by sin and temptations and the ploys of the devil. And they've been overcome. What are we doing to reach out to them? You see, there's a great difference between being a genuine Christian, really concerned about the lost and just wearing the name. Could it be maybe sometimes we make all kinds of excuses about why we can't be involved in the Lord's work? I've got so many things to do. I'm so busy. And I'll be honest with you, selfishness is my greatest enemy. I don't like you inconveniencing me in any way sometimes. I dare you infringe upon my time or what I want to do. You know, if we offer all kinds of excuses as to why we can't do the Lord's work, I wonder if we are not just wearing the name. But let me bring the lesson to a <clears throat> close tonight by talking about how we should wear that name. May I suggest that <clears throat> we ought to wear that name Christian voluntarily. The Lord's never going to force you to wear his name. The Lord's never <clears throat> going to compel you to wear that name. We ought to wear that name voluntarily of our own choosing. And we also ought to wear that name continually. You see, there's never a time when we're off the clock. On your job, you can punch your time card, right? You got to work for your employer, but then you can punch out, right? And you're on your own. You can do what you want to do. If you're a Christian, though, you're always on the clock, whether at work, whether it's your ball field, whether you're at home or whatever the case may be. Jesus said, if any man come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. You see, we just don't turn it on or off again, depending on who we're with or what we're doing. We must be a Christian continually. And then let me suggest we ought to wear that name intelligently. That means we need to be concerned about how people see us and view us. The Lord reminds us in Matthew 5, beginning in verse 13, that we're the salt of the earth that we are the light of the world, that we are to glorify our God by how we live each day. And we need to be concerned about the kind of an influence we exert 
on others. Brethren, it's sad but yet true that not everyone who wears the name Christian is going to be saved. Not everyone, according to Matthew 7 and verse 21, who calls themselves a follower of Jesus Christ is going to be saved. But it's only those that try to live up to that name, to live up to what that name actually means. And I hope tonight you'll think about your life and you'll be honest with yourself and, and think about the fact, am I a genuine, faithful Christian or am I just wearing the name? I hope you'll write these three things that I'm fixing to suggest to you on a piece of paper. Maybe you put it in your billfold or maybe put it on your refrigerator at home. I want to challenge you tonight as you wake up every morning to resolve to do these simple things. And I think that will go a long way toward helping you to wear the name Christian in a manner that would glorify Jesus Christ. Number one, I am going to heaven. Every day when I get up, first and foremost, my resolve is I am going to heaven. Number two, through my influence, I'm going to take as many people to heaven with me as I possibly can. I'm going to use my influence to reach out. And then number three, I will never, ever in any way be a stumbling block to somebody else's spiritual growth. I would like to challenge you to make this a priority every single day that you will wait to resolve to do these three things, that I'm going to heaven, I'm going to take as many people with me as I can, and by the way that I live, by my attitude, by the way I conduct myself, I'm never going to be a stumbling block to anyone. Are you a Christian in the genuine sense of the word, or are you just wearing the name? You may be here tonight and you've never even become a Christian. You're outside the body of Christ. God wants to save you. Jesus came to give his life for you. And if you're willing to believe on him and submit to his will, repent of your sins, <clears throat> make that confession that Jesus is God's son, you can be baptized into Christ where all those spiritual blessings are. And you can be a Christian. Maybe tonight you've not been wearing that name in a way that glorifies and honors the maker. Maybe there are things you need to correct, perhaps even in a public way. And so tonight we sing this song of encouragement. If you need to come, we ask that you come now while we stand and sing.